welcome everyone to the Arts on Prescription podcast. I'm here with Dr Daisy Fancourt. What's Arts on Prescription all about, Daisy? Arts on Prescription is part of the broader social prescribing movement, which has really been taking off this year across the country. So it's about people who go to their GPs or other healthcare professionals being able to be referred through to activities in the community, including things like participatory arts, book clubs, or going to museums, galleries, green spaces, those kinds of activities, and what the impact on people is. And yeah, you say it's, it's kind of becoming more kind of mainstream, something that people know about. There was a WHO report on arts and wellbeing that came out just a couple of months ago. Tell us about that. Yes, yeah, so this is a report that I co-authored with my colleague, Saoirse Finn. Um, it was published last week, and we've done the largest evidence synthesis to date on arts and health. So it, the study was uh, including 3,500 research papers and pulling them all together into this report. And what's really come out of this is it's so clear there is so much evidence now on how the arts affect mental and physical health, but also how they help in broader issues of health promotion and the prevention of illness. So you say there's a lot of evidence. I suppose what I often hear from um, clinical practitioners is, well, you know, the evidence is a bit fluffy for all this arts stuff. Is that the case? Is that a fair comment? I think it's fair to say that there is a spectrum of quality across this. But to be honest, that's what we see across lots of different areas of science and health research as well. But we do have uh, quite a number of very good quality studies. And particularly what we picked up on from from this report was over 200 meta-analyses, systematic reviews or meta-syntheses, bringing together lots of other work. So I think we've got lots of different areas of health now where if you triangulate the data from lots of different methodological approaches, we're getting consistent findings on particular outcomes. And that's what I think is particularly promising, not looking at any one study individually, but saying if we look at the evidence as a whole, what's it telling us overall? And it's that kind of triangulation of data, lots of different disciplines working together. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us a bit about March Network and how that's trying to kind of steer that work? Yeah, so the March Network is all about cross-disciplinary research in mental health on these topics of social, cultural and community engagements. So we're aware that every different methodological approach has strengths and weaknesses. But if we're looking at these questions from lots of different perspectives, the idea is that the different disciplines help to balance out the weaknesses from one another. But also that when we're looking at something as complex as engaging in things like arts activities, let's say for mental health, arts activities are such a rich exposure and the the ways they can affect people go way beyond just depressive symptoms, let's say. So we have to have lots of different lenses on this if we're really going to capture the richness of what's happening for people. So measuring improvement with a depression outcome measure isn't necessarily going to be the best way to look at the effectiveness of these sorts of Well, approaches. it's only one part of the picture. And so today at the conference, one of the speakers we have is Debs Teal, who's going to be talking about her experiences. And I think Debs is such a powerful speaker because she talks about how engaging with social prescribing, yes, helped with immediate symptoms relating to her mental health, but it had huge ramifications for her, for her family, for the community around her that have lasted for years since. And that's something that's very 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 hard to capture if you just take one single disciplinary or methodological approach. So tell us who else you've got speaking here today. It's a real wide range of people. Yes, the focus of this conference is very much looking at arts on prescription through the lens of research. So we're starting off the, in this morning by talking about some of the underutilised approaches or outcomes in research. So I'm giving a talk about epidemiology methods and Alison Fixon is speaking about um, all the outcomes that haven't actually been researched yet but are likely to be affected. 
Then we've got a breakout session of lots of different arts organisations talking about how they use research. Then this afternoon we have a provocation session um, looking at what the challenges facing research are from perspectives such as quality, user experience, economics. And finally, we have a roundtable with funders and large organisations, including Arts Council and the Wellcome Trust, speaking about what they think the priorities are for the future. And we're hoping to live stream that panel discussion later on. How can people watching that get involved with the, the discussions here today? I think across the day, keep tweeting at us because we've got lots of organisations and individuals on Twitter, so people will be able to respond to the questions that are coming in. Um, we're also really keen that, that people give us their experiences and their views, particularly on things like challenges or priorities. We're going to be writing a short piece about today's conference afterwards, so if people can feed into that online, then we'll make sure that we include their views. Brilliant. The hashtag is Arts on Prescription. Thanks for joining us, Daisy. Thank you.